0: I want to take some time this morning and to continue our topic and our conversation about the power of God The power of God I find is twofold It is a miraculous power, a dynamic power, a dunamis or dynamite It's a powerful power But I also find that the power of God is a practical power a power that helps us live life and overcome in life. And sometimes I think we chase the signs, we chase the fingertips and the fire flying off our fingertips, but we miss the daily and the nasty now and now, and we struggle with learning how to live life in a victorious way in our day-to-day life. So today I want to take some time and I want to look at the power of God from the practical aspect, a power of God that helps us live an uncompromised life, the power of God that helps us live a morally pure life, a life that is unstained, a life that is overcoming, a life that handles those things around us. So that is my goal this morning, is to share with you, to build up your faith so that you can look at those things around you and see the power of God on display in your life. I want to talk about living a life that's uncommon. This is not common. This is not common. It's a life that does not match the pressure that is put on or applied to it. We have seen life that matches the pressure. We see road rage. We see all these other rages that people have and they're responding to the pressure around them. But when you walk in the power of God in the practical way, those pressures they do not affect you in the same way. Because as a follower of Christ we have this residing power inside of us from him that helps us match and surpass the pressure that comes at us i want to talk about a life that lives so much greater than all the odds that are put against it when everything is saying no No, you can't. You're not good enough. You're not qualified enough. You're not skilled enough. And yet, when we plug in and when we spend time with God and we follow Christ, what we find is the power of God to overcome all those negatives, all those distractions and detractors, and we find that he adds and he multiplies, and it's a life that lives beyond that. It's a life that defies explanation. It's a life that causes others' heads to look and say, I couldn't do that. If I was in your position, I wouldn't, couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to survive. And I'm not talking about something arrogant. In fact, I'm talking about something very humble. It's, it's, it's humbling. And, it's, and yet it's through those moments of humility that the power of God seems to grow. And it's something that other causes other people to see. And by the way, if you ever have that conversation and somebody says, I noticed this, thank them, but also thank God. Give honor to God. Just say, thank you. I appreciate that. I've learned in this that, that it's not my own strength, but I go deep inside of me and there's a strength that God gives me. Learn how to take that and give praise to God. It's a life that faces the rain It faces the rain, just like everyone else faces the rain, but it has an inner ability to rise above and keep those things moving, unrelenting, and unstoppable, even in the midst of the rain. It's not the power of God, it's not just for the the miracles like I've mentioned, but it's also for daily living. It's the power for you and I to live an uncompromised life. You and I can live an uncompromised life because we are followers of Christ. And we'll see in a few minutes some of the verses that show the power of God in dis- on display through us because of Him. It's the power of God to walk a life cross current against the current cross-culture it's a it's a power of God is the the life that he gives you to rise above and to go against those things that everybody's saying this and just because the majority says this this the what does the word of God say the power of God is the ability to take God's word And to say, no, I'm not going to just succumb to the common pressure, the common mindset. I'm not just going to succumb to what everybody else is saying. But I read God's word and it says trust in him. His word says to believe God. His word says that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So I'm going to trust what God says. The power of God in your life is the ability to live a life day to day that doesn't crumble under the pressure. It doesn't, sometimes I think we, we want the pressure to go away, and I understand that. There's times I'd love the pressure, the mishaps, the frustrations. I'd love them to go away. But I have found they don't always go away. But the power of God in my life gives me the ability in the midst of those things that are against me Against all odds that are putting the mounting the pressure on me, the power of God gives me the ability to withstand and to grow strong and to overcome. And having done all to stand, stand, as Pastor Daniel said. Sometimes the power of God is found in the simple act of just standing. Power of God. It's very practical. What is more practical than walking and living with a life that is without compromise? What is more practical than having the ability to have solutions and answers and hope when others don't? That's the power of God. It's it's a life that's not moved by screaming kids. Let's make it practical. The power of God is the power of God that helps you in the midst of of all the screams and all the pulls and all the mommy this, daddy this, and all those tensions. The power of God can hit you in those moments. He's there with you and he's inside of you in those moments to help you that you are able to handle that. The power of God is able to help you when there's pressure at work and you have to hit a deadline and you're going, I can't see it. I just don't think it's going to work. But the power of God can rise up inside of you and help you and persevere. He can give you the ability to prioritize. He can give you the ability to see solutions or, or the way to make things organized and work when other people are crumbling and frustrated and running to things to satisfy them. You run to God and he gives you the power within you That he gives and you can overcome and you can have that solution. It's a life that's not worried even when others around me are freaking out. The power of God is a life that sees the fire and doesn't turn and run, but says, I'm going to stand here because we have to overcome, we have to get past that. The Hebrew children, I'm amazed at them, faced with the fire, a literal fire, did not cower and say, "Ah, uh, maybe, maybe I had it wrong. Maybe, can, can we have a conversation here? Can we No, they in the midst of a literal fire, a firestorm, literal fire, they said, You throw us in there. We're not gonna bow. And we believe God's going to heal and save us and protect us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow. That's living an uncompromised life. If I could give you a, a, a picture, the power of God is what you learn, hear about, and get taught when it's calm but it's what you live when it's crazy. In other words, taking what was learned when it was calm and having it experienced and put to practice when it gets crazy. Because I find when things go crazy, if I haven't been trained, disciplined, and learned the habits of the power of God when life is good, If I haven't learned those when it gets crazy, I throw everything overboard and I forget the power of God. I heard one preacher this week. He said it, and I thought he said it very well. He says, what you learned on the shore helps you when you're in the middle in the storm. Don't forget what you learned on the shore or when things are calm, controlled, and and in a setting where it's it's peaceful because you will hit the storm. You're going to hit the crazy. And I'm here to tell you the power of God. We've been studying it for weeks, for months now, looking at the power of God. And I want to just... I reiterate it reiterate it reiterate it because the more we think about it the more it becomes part of who you and I are the more we rehearse it the more we say it the more we we just talk about it the more we put it out there the greater effect it has in our lives and the greater effect it has in our life is a greater effect it will have in someone else's life I I know this is I find sometimes, I love the revelation God gives us, but sometimes the revelation God gives us is a very simple revelation, and it's a transformation. And I believe if you, if you take these words that I'm sharing today and you say, I'm going to apply them, that revelation can turn into a transformation. If you are prepared to challenge your thinking and say, I'm going to learn how to think from God's perspective. I, 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 it's not that I don't. In fact, I I, I, I talk to God regularly, but I need to start thinking more, even more. I need to start having that become natural. I I have to have His thoughts come to me first, not my thoughts, not my ideas. I need to train, I need to learn how to look from His vantage point. Learn how to look from, how how does God look at this? How do, how do I process this from his perspective? That's learning how to apply the power of God. I'm, I'm hoping to build your faith this morning. That you might be inclined to say, I'm going to press in a little more. I find I need to. Please do not take this as something that I... I have learned and I excel. There there are pressures that I face that cause me to run to God. I have my moments with him where where he knows my thoughts, but the expression of me expressing them to him, it, it gets it out of me. It says in the Bible, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. He literally does the caring for you, the carrying and the caring. Cast all your cares on him. That's counterintuitive. That goes against logic. Logic says, No, you need to get in there and figure it out. And I believe there's power and there's time to do that. But there's this amazing power of God that comes over when we say, God, this is I, I've done what I can. Now I'm standing and I'm giving this to you. The power of God is the most practical thing you can experience or practice in life. The power of God. What is more powerful or more practical? What is more practical than having a solution to an issue? So I want to share a few verses with you this morning, and I'm going to give you a few thoughts as we go through these verses. In 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20, Paul is, is writing to the Corinthian church, and he says, there's some people around you that, that they don't know if I'm coming, and they're all this talk, they're all this banter, they're all this puffing up and proud and, and, and stuff, and he says, his, his comment to the church there was, the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power, 1 Corinthians four, twenty. The word of God does not consist in words, but in power. Another version says God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It's not a matter of talk. God's way, the kingdom of God, isn't just a matter of mere talk. It's just not a matter of conversation, but it's an empowered life from the message it's an empowered life it's a life that is empowered you and i in the as, as followers of christ as kingdom citizens have this empowered life that dwells within us it says if the same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwells in you he does that same spirit dwells in us it's an empowered life and it's not just mere talk not just mere words but it's power it's an empowered life it's it's a life that overcomes when other people are being overcome you will overcome and by the way when i say overcome it means you get over something you get through Something you get past something It's not Taking a five-minute break saying I'm tapping out on this one. You guys handle it the power of God lets you persevere through the storm Sometimes God takes you out and removes you but there's other times and I would suggest to you many times you go through and that's where the power of God is on display. If we lived a life where God always took us and removed us, there would actually be detriment because we would not learn in many instances how to call on God, how to draw on his strength, how to bring his strength into our life. The power of God does not just consist of the words that I speak, but the power of God consists in an empowered life. As a follower of Christ, I don't just speak it. I live it. I hope I, 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 I've got these verses that I'm, I'm going to be sharing with you, and I want to build your faith because I believe you and I in today's world, we were put here, God saw from the annals of time, God saw it and says, David needs to be here now. You need to be here. You're, you're not a mistake. You're not a, 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 like, what happened? No, you are here because God placed you here and said, you are the person for this hour. And because of that, I believe there is something in you that other people need to get and draw from. In 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5, Paul is talking to them. And he, he says, I didn't come there with convincing words of speech. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5. He says, and then if you continue in verse 4, it says, but a demonstration of the Spirit and power, so that your faith would not rest in the words, but in the power. My faith doesn't rest in what words say, my faith rests in the power of God, which is seen, it's real, it's experienced. Other people, when the pressure's on, they might run to alcohol. They may run to another thing to get their, their mode of operandi, M.O. When the pressure's on, this is what I do. When the pressure's on, I run. When the pressure's on, I leave out the back door. When the pressure's on, I drink. When the pressure's on, I just turtle. And, and God's saying, no, when the pressure's on, you are somebody that is a demonstration of the power of, of God. The power of God is a distinguishing factor in a follower's life. The power of God points to God. It's a pointing out. The demonstration is a pointing out of God. You have inside you already everything you need for what you're facing. I believe that. That's what the Word teaches. The power of God has an action. It's a de- demonstrative. It's vivid. It's real. It's unmistakable. I would suggest to you that it's very captivating and very attractive, the power of God. In 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 5, again, he says, we didn't just come in the Word. We didn't just come in Word. We didn't just come in speech. There's that's good. He says, but we also came in power and in the Holy Spirit. Learn how and I'll show you how to bring the power of God alive in your life. In second Timothy one, verse seven, second Timothy one, verse seven. He said, God has not given us the power of spear. Uh, the spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us the power of of, of... of He didn't... Let's rewind the tape and let's start again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. God has given us... Spirit of power. The power of God is a distinguishable and noticeable aspect of our life. It is not a commodity. It's not a commodity that's bought and sold and exchanged. It is a friendship with God. The power of God is personal and it's for you and I. You can you can put your hands on it. The power of God, it's, it's not just some ethereal thing that you try to ascend to and you try to, to to come to to rationalize. No, the power of God is real. It's legit. It can help you overcome. And what's amazing is sometimes it's just the natural that God puts his super onto. And other times, it's the supernatural that we just apply the natural to. It's living a supernatural life. The power of God is everything we need and has everything we need to live a godly life. The power that God has for you is everything and has everything you need. To live a godly life. In 2 Peter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. It says, by his divine power. Listen to this. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself... By me, by my means of his marvelous glory and excellence. He just look at the process or the progression. I'm going to just read this again, because sometimes we think we got to work it up, work it up, work it up. You have received it. Somebody gave it to you. It says by his divine power, God has given us. God has given us, God has given you everything you need for living a godly life. Everything you need to live an overcoming life, a life of no compromise, a life above and beyond what everybody else is. God has given you that, everything you need. How? We've received it by coming to know him. See that progression? He's given it to us, and we've received it because we've come to know him. That is a continuum. That's an ongoing. It has a start, and it's ongoing. You've received it, and as you get to know him more, you receive more. And as you get to know him more, you grow more. But everything you need to live a godly life, God has given you that. The power we need was given to us. As we come to know him. The more that you know him. I'm going to say that again. The more that you know him. Don't just read him. But know him. The more you grow in his power. In 2 Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy. And, and everybody had left him. This person had gone. That person had gone. This person wasn't with him. That person wasn't with him. And Paul was 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 in, in chains or shackled. And he says don't. Don't misunderstand me. He says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. There may be times where you feel like, I wish this person was here. I wish this was here. I wish I wish I was around my mom. I wish I was around my dad. I miss, I, there, there are moments when I was younger where my dad would walk in a room and all of a sudden my, my, my spirit, my, I would just rest because my, my father was there. And Paul, in this sense, is saying, listen, everybody had forsaken me. He said, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. He stood with me and gave me strength. And if you continue on, it says, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. He's talking with picturesque language. The power of God is there to strengthen you and to redeem you or to pull you out or to t- protect you from the mouth of the lion. The power of God is more than you need. We always live in a life of trying to scrape up enough and God saying, no, I've poured out more than enough. There's two mindsets. There's the, the, the mindset that, Sadly, many of us have grown up in, myself included, and, and we've taught and trained people that we, we, it's either this or that, but with God, it's yes and amen. With God, it's enough and then more than enough. With God, it's here, I'm going to give you food and I'm going to give you more food. With God, it's, I'm going to give you pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. With God, it's more than enough. With God, it's how much more. And in John 10, 10, Jesus, talking to his disciples, says, listen, I've come to give you life. He doesn't just come to give you life, but he says, and give it to you more abundantly. The power that God has for you, the life that God has for you, the ability to rise above things, God says, I have enough for you, and then I've got it even more abundantly. That's an unfair advantage as a follower of Christ that you have between you and someone who does not follow Christ. And quite frankly, that is a way to share with Christ with somebody because they're going to say, what do you have? Why aren't you moved? Why aren't you freaked out? Why aren't you... Why? Well, if I could just tell you, I got something inside of me that believes there's someone bigger than me at work. And I trust him. I believe in him. I follow him. And he's with me. He lives inside of me. His name's Jesus. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that to the fullest. That's another version of John 10.10. 10. He's not just a good enough God, but he's a more than enough God. And I want to rattle your thinking. I want to rattle your processing because our default often is, well, I'll just get by. Our default often is, well, I don't deserve it. You know what? You don't and yet you do. And I'm here to shake your thinking, if I can, to cause you to to re-evaluate the thought process and maybe say, you know what, the God I serve gives me more power, not just the power to overcome, but he gives me the power to live an uncompromised life. He gives me life, and he gives it to me more abundantly. I am a candidate for that. He's a yes and amen. He's both and. In Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says, All glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. His mighty power at work within us is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. He is able to do abundantly, exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what you ask or think, according to his mighty power at work within us. Not around us, but within you is the power of God, and he's working in you. And he says, I have the ability to go beyond your thinking and what you might ask, what you might think, and I have the ability to do beyond that. That's the kind of God... That you and I serve. He wants to add his super to your natural. So I want to take a couple minutes and close. What's one thing you could use power for today? What's one thing that you could use power for? You might say, well, there's five or six. That's just one thing. And you don't have to type it on the screen but what's one thing you could use power for? Maybe it's not yelling at the kids. Let's make it practical. Maybe it's peace. When everything else is changing and there's so much shifting around, I just need peace. Maybe it's not worrying about the future. I'm not sure what the future holds. I need power. I need the power of God at work within me to go above and beyond what I'd ask or think. Maybe there's stress in a relationship. Maybe there's a boss that just, he tells you things or she tells you things and, and it just irritates you or frustrates you because it's changing or this or that. Maybe there's a colleague that just continually bothers you, chirps at you. Maybe there's a hurt from the past. Maybe there's a disappointment, something didn't work out the way you want. And these things affect us, not getting what you expected. And they affect how we live and how we filter and how we move forward. And if we don't allow the power of God to touch us, those things start to control how we respond. Those things start to affect how we respond. I'm not going to respond or give, I'm not going to trust because the last time I trusted, it didn't happen the way I expected. So because of that, I'm going to be more careful. And God says, no, trust me, the power that works within you. Maybe there's pain from abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. Maybe there's some pain from that. Maybe there's some pain from neglect. You were looking for affirmation or, or support from from a, a figure, a father figure, a mother figure, a, a, an authority figure in your life, and you didn't get what you you were craving for, and it hurt. And, and I could use God's power just to overcome that because that, that that has infiltrated my life, and it's caused me to behave or respond in certain ways. Maybe it's getting over words that were spoken over me. Maybe... I need power to overcome my self-doubt. Maybe I need power to overcome the thoughts that I'm not good enough, I'm not able enough, I'm not skilled enough. Maybe I need power to overcome my self-doubt Destruction or self-sabotage because when something does start to work good and God actually starts to bless me I don't know what to do with it and I sabotage and I destruct it Maybe I need God's power just to be able to handle his blessing and to handle his goodness Maybe I need his power to forgive Whatever it is that you need power for God's power He's here, and he says it's at work within you. So how do you, if I could use the word, access it? And that, that, I'm not sure I like that word, but my, my vocabulary isn't as large as some people. So what do you do? How do you tap into that power? Very simple. You let him in. Very simple. I don't have six steps. I got one step. Let him in. Instead of having that door closed because you've been hurt. Instead of having that door closed because you've been disappointed. Instead of having that door closed because you just don't know what's behind there and it scares you. Instead of having that door closed because every time I've opened it, I've been hurt. I've been abused. I've been made ridiculed. Instead of that, open that door. And let him in. Let his power come. Let his words come. Let his peace come. Let his strength come. So I want to pray for you. Let him into those areas that you closed off before because you were hurt, disappointed, sad, lonely, couldn't handle it. Let him in. Let's pray. Father, I just ask, as we are sitting in homes right now, watching this, Lord, I just ask for your presence to come, Holy Spirit, that you would touch lives even in the comfort of their own homes and that you would just have the Holy Spirit just touch an area if we would be honest and just say, okay, God, I need your power even more in my life. I need your power in this area. And that you would just speak. And that you would give them confidence and assurance that you are not going to hang them out to dry, that you're not going to hurt them, but that you are there to heal, to deliver, and to set free. Lord, I ask that you would do that. And that this week, we would see the power of God on display in our lives in a greater measure, because we've let you in. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us online this morning. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday, 10.30, live on Facebook. God bless you.